Hey, CDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett. If you're listening to this when it's released, then it's Sunday. It's December 25, 2022 years after Awesome Sauce Things occurred. One of those Awesome Sauce Things is Christmas. And we're going to meditate on it in just a few moments. Yay! I guess y'all still sleep. I'm called to worship this morning. This Christmas, we join the shepherds. Hope it was warmer for them out there, though. Nonetheless, as it was with them, we too have no fear. This morning, afternoon, evening, we have good news of great joy. That is for all the people. Today we celebrate what happened in the city of David. There, a Savior was born. There, a son was given. The Messiah, the Lord. Let us now, as once done by a multitude of the heavenly hosts, praise God by saying, Glory to God in the highest and peace honors to the people he favors. Now we go to Bethlehem in our hearts to remember and celebrate what the Lord has done for us. And all those in agreement respond with a howdy. Merry Christmas! Amen! Merry Christmas! Amen! Merry Christmas! Amen!
Well, good Well, happy Christmas. Merry Christmas. Frozen Christmas. Whatever, whatever you want to put it. I know it was a little cold last night, but uh, today we're going to be warm by the, the birth and the remembrance of the, our Savior. And hopefully you'll have the opportunity today not to only celebrate his birthday, but to pass his birthday on. And you all know what I mean by that. Don't keep the Christ first to yourself. Spread the news. That's what the shepherds did. Father God, we thank you for this time together. We thank you that we are alive. We thank you. We thank you and we praise you. Not just today, but every day. We just want to give you all the glory, all the honor for what you do for us. Not just on Christmas, but what you've done for us, for our lives. How you, how you put your son out there that he may die for us, a living sacrifice, that we may follow him. Lord, we just thank you. We just want to praise you. My heart rejoices, just as Mary's heart rejoiced when she gave birth. She knew that she had what was holding the Son of God in her arms. Mm. Think about that. Think about that. Touch the face of Jesus with Mary. Touch the face of Jesus with the shepherds and Joseph. Rejoice with them. Pray with them. And praise praise not only to yourself your family but your friends your neighbors let them know the great things that happened Jesus came not just for us not just for the Presbyterians the Catholics or Jews or wherever you want to put him he came for all people all people think about that and we praise God for that Lord we just thank you again that we can praise you that we can honor you that we can love you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Amen and amen. God bless. Good morning to you. Mama Bell, you didn't wake them up. We're going to have to put you back on the piano if you wake them up. Mm. Yeah. They're still sleeping. Yes, sleeping. This morning, we want to do one or two things in an observational manner. Uh, we want to uh, first wish you a good Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And also, I don't know if you realize, but this is the last Sunday in 2022. The next time that we gather on Sunday, we will be in 2023 Mm. on day one. We're going to call it day one service next Sunday. And we will be here at 6.30. And we're contemplating. We'll have to discuss it with the great pastor and see how he feels about it. And uh, and we will 
give you that piece of business on Wednesday about how we're going to do that. But we have some ideas for day one service. We're not going to do watch night service, but we're going to particularly or, or consider doing watch morning service. And so we must put the prayer around and come in a little bit earlier and, and really dive into prayer. And uh, we'll talk with the good pastor about that, see how he feels about uh, shifting and with grandmother. And we might start at 6 a.m. and spend 30 minutes in prayer. And that'll be our watch morning service. And at 6.30, we will start church and uh, and we would go for our Presbyterian hour. So we're thinking about doing that. Open the new year with some prayer over your life. Are there any objections to that, Brother Dennis and, and Grandmother and Pastor Booth? And if all of them are interested and we come in and they tag team and, and put some prayer over us, New Year's Day, is that a problem with anybody? No. All right. Y'all don't have a problem getting up a little bit early and then doing more and putting prayer over you. Thanks. Most of y'all wouldn't be going to church New Year's uh, watch. You used to go to church watch night. So we ain't going to do that. So we just said if you want to get up a little bit early and, and we'll have about 30 minutes of prayer before church. And we will have our senior state people to lead us in that. And then we'll be ready to go at 630 with our service. So I give you a week to well, grandma's agreement. So I give the other two a week to think about it and everybody else who, who might want to join us. And and tell somebody to call in and join us at church. Listen, you got all those folks you talk to. You know. And, 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 and y'all talked about Trump and everybody else. Tell them call in on next Sunday and get up and get the cup of coffee and call in and and talk to the Lord. Tell them come to therapy on next Sunday. That's better than anything else. Trump ain't going to do nothing to you. Just buy these of them. Come talk about Jesus. We'll talk about that on next Sunday. Also, to get us out of the season, I have some things that we're still working on. And, and so what we're going to do is we're going to move that meeting we talked about again to January 4th, and I will have some, uh, uh, that'll give me a little bit more time to conclude all the different things that I need to put together to present to you. Uh, but I will say this, to keep in prayer, uh, the 25 plan, we're going to call it the year 25 plan. And uh, I'll explain a little bit more to you on, 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 on January 4th, but I feel so excited. Mama Bell, Dominion Energy and I, along with uh, one of the state delegates, Angela Williams Graves, is working on a partnership uh, to put community guards in various areas. And the first one we're going to build, Mama Bells, will be right over there by you. In my yard. <laughs> where, you, where, where we might we might put one back there if you consider it. And uh, 
And so we're going to work on that in partnership with Dominion Energy. We're working to try to settle that deal as we speak. And so keep that in prayer. And I want to go ahead and give uh, uh, the good delegate her honors for the hard work she's put in to help us to broker those deals. But in order to do that, we're going to have to do some licensing and some other uh, details uh, to make sure that from a corporate perspective, we can hold it and maintain it. So those are the things that we'll talk about on January 4th. We put together all of our issues and, and, and different things like that. We got to put together a board of directors and all that good stuff. And, and I would like to also announce to you today that uh, returning to be on our board will be the great Reverend Stacy Chavis. And she's going to return to help us to make sure that we can uh, facilitate these deals and be a, 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 a vocal member of the conversation as we try to move into what we're going to do a little bit later. So these are things I just want you to pray about, and we'll talk about it more come January 4th. Also, on next Sunday, uh, come ready with your communion. We're going to do that on next Sunday morning, and and then we're going to uh, get you a little bucket, a little one of them tubs, and we're going to wash our own feet and our hands, and we're going to do some very special things on next Sunday, so please uh, be here to join with us uh, for that. Also, you got some people finally in your brain that you may want to share service with. I tell you that every Sunday. Those of you who know how to use that phone, text them the number uh, to join us live. Or tell them, hey, I'm going to send you the podcast. It'll be out. And you can listen to it and sit down wherever you go. The good thing about this that we want to promote is that what we do here is just a conduit. It's just a conduit. Your service and your worship is personal, and and the goal is to connect with your families and your friends, and and y'all sit around the kitchen table or the living room, however you wish to do it, and y'all put this on, and you just sit there and you fellowship together. You pray together. You read the Bible together, and this it's more about you and building your communities, and we'll talk about that as well. But until we get to all that on January 4th, this morning, if you just text somebody, and if you can't text them, Mama Bell is going to. Mama Bell, I told you we'll do all you early. And uh, Mama Bell is going to to uh, uh, play our anthem and and while she's playing it and letting us know that Jesus loves us, we ask you to text the people, wake them up, get them in here, post it on your social site, and tell them to call in or to get the podcast or whatever the case may be. And uh, we'll do that now. Now? Yes, ma'am. Oh, I thought you said that dog little bit. Oh, okay. I told you all you was in the front. 
you said it all that all together, so I figured you weren't gonna do it. Okay. I'm sorry. Sometimes I don't explain myself well. Yeah, I understood that. Yeah, my, you know, I, I'll get my stuff together here. Gracious God, our Father, we just honor you and praise you and glorify you for this opportunity that you've given us. You woke us up this morning. You clothed us um, in our right mind. You gave us the activities of our limbs, and it is because of you we live, we move, and we have our being. We honor you, Lord God, for this day. For you so loved us that you gave your only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe on him shall not perish but have everlasting life. We thank you because this day we celebrate your birth, the birth of our Savior, the birth of our beginning of a new life in you, in the earth, showing you and proving you that you are God. It was a miracle that morning that you were born of a virgin. And it was another miracle on the day that we was reborn. Our lives was changed because of our belief and our trust and our confession in you. And this morning, we don't come with nothing less but more gratitude and appreciation for all that you've done and all that you're doing. And in our life to secure our fellowship with you. And we thank you for that. We don't take this for granted. We look at the lights and we look at the all of the different shapes and all of the things that people are doing this time of year to celebrate one another and to celebrate families and to 
celebrate one another. And we thank you for that. As we know that all of that point to you, whether they want to confess it or not, we thank you because there has not been no other joy that we feel that we feel for you than the gratitude and a heart filled of joy for so loving us. And we thank you for that. And Lord God, we come with this commitment to you this morning. If there is anything in our lives that shouldn't be, Lord God, we ask you for forgiveness. Lord God, it might have been that we might not have loved you like we should have, but we might not have loved our brother as we should have. And God, we realize that love, you so loved us, irregardless to how dirty and how sinful we were. And we take that same love and we apply it to our heart and love our brother as ourselves. And Father, we thank you for that. Father, there is a season and time where we are rejoicing, but there is a season of, of as well, Lord God, that people are not rejoicing this morning. Their heads are hung down. They are sorrowful and they are in depression. And Father, we pray for them. We pray, God, that you will lift it, their head. According to the scripture, you are the lifter of our head. And we pray that their heads will be lifted and they will look unto you, the author and the finish of their faith, Lord God. They will look unto you, Lord, and they will trust you. Allow this day to be a day of reckoning in their life and know that you have already paid the price for them to have the joy and the peace that you brought to this world, irregardless to the, irregardless to the, uh, the material things that they wish and desire to have, or the families, or the love that they desire to have from one another. Lord God, that they can look to you, Lord God, and trust in you, and put their hope in you. My hope is built on nothing less than your blood and righteousness. On Christ, the solid rock, we stand. All other ground is sinking sand. And Father, I pray, Lord God, for everyone that is on this um, service this morning. We just pray, God, that you will continue to bless them and to strengthen them. We thank you for another year that you have kept us from all hurt, harm, and danger. We have seen many things this year, Lord. As we are now at the last Sunday of this year, yes, we can go back 51 Sundays back and we could come back and trace it back to this Sunday, the 52nd Sunday. And God, we can look and see there are many things that have happened, many tragic things happened, wars have broke out and elections have happened, fallouts have come, Lord God. But at the end of the day, Lord God, you are still God, and we appreciate you for being God. You are our God if the world don't accept you. We accept you, Lord. And, Lord God, we thank you, Lord. You, We might have gotten sick, Lord God, but you heal us body. We might be dealing with some sicknesses right now, but, God, you're giving us the strength. Yes, Lord. Thank you. God, we thank you, Lord God, for that. Jesus. And we praise you, Lord.
And, God, we bless our families on right now, Lord God. We bless our children, our grandchildren, cousins, nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, parents. Lord God, we just bless them today. As we would, many of people will come together and celebrate your day. We pray, God, that you will intervene into the arguments, Lord. Let there be praises. Oh, God, we pray, Lord, this in Jesus' name. Let every child be happy and glad today. Lord God, not by the multitude of gifts and electronics and all of the other stuff, but because of who you are. You are the reason for the season. And we thank you. At this time, maybe there are some things that, that you want to pray and ask God for. And I think there's a good time now that pastor has asked us to get up and walk around and touch stuff and, and get, get that blood cranking and warmed up uh, in, in, in our bodies. And as you pray, just touch stuff and look at stuff. Touch the Christmas tree and that one present you got under the tree. And, and just bless God and pray. And as God leads you, maybe it's something that, that, that you want to talk to the Lord about that I didn't share. Come on, let's do it now. Let's pray. Oh, come, all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. Hallelujah. Oh, come and behold him, born the king of angels. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us adore him. Oh, come, let us Adore him, Christ the Lord. Amen. Luke's Gospel. Chapter number two, verse nine. Luke Gospel, chapter number two, verse nine. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them. talking about the shepherds. They were terrified. Don't be afraid, angel said. For look, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all people. This morning, I would like to focus on a thought with you 
this is for everybody. Christmas is for everybody. And all those in agreement with the word respond with the holiday. Amen. 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 Gossiping. The usage of the telephone, the interwaves, social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. All of these avenues are designed to help us to utilize or to have an outlet, should I say. That's the way I want to go. Thank you for letting me blunder through it. An outlet for how we express what is going on within our inner selves. If you have an emotion, you tweet about it. If you see a funny cat video, you're going to post it on your Facebook. If something happened at the church and uh, you find yourself disliking what the good pastor's got to say is going to end up on your Twitter somewhere. Hashtag wish that Negro would shut up. We have expressed ourselves over and over and over, and sometimes, uh, not some, most of the time, uh, the word or the idea of gossiping has been demonized. My granny uh, once said in her time in one of her many uh, speeches and uh, moments of thought, I should sit down with grandmother and all the family and we should create a book called Granny's Craziest Sayings. One of her sayings was, there's good in everything. This morning, I would like to focus on the good of gossiping. All gossiping is is going back and forth on an issue. But what would happen if gossiping was turned into a mode of positivity? If gossiping was utilized as a way of expressing things that built people, what happened if you got on the phone and talked about how to build a stock portfolio? You got on the phone and you talked about how to advance your IRAs. What would happen if you taught people how to build a good retirement fund or if you got on the phone and you gossiped? Five good places to go and get chickens on sale and how to utilize them coupons and and how to Kroger, uh, please somebody gossip about how to Kroger digital app works. When y'all gossip about that, call me. I want to be on three-way because that thing annoys me. I still can't figure out what I'm doing with that thing. The shepherd. 
theologian argued that the angel went to the shepherd because all they did was yap. God knew who to go to talk to when he wanted to get a message out. I was a bad boy, Mama Bell. I was a very bad boy. Uh, Pastor J.W., that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, Pastor J.W. and I, Mama Bell, had a rivalry. Oh, it come to a point in time when we just throw jabs at each other. If you ever been down to the to the to the to the black church, I'm not gonna say they don't do it in the white church, but I, I know they do it in the black church. Where the pastor gets up and, and there's a little saying, I, I don't believe Mama Brickhouse is here, Mama Brickhouse will call it Y'all throwing spitballs. And the pastor would get up and and the pastor would uh uh, spit at you and talk about you in their sermons. Pastor J.W. would get up and she would throw her spitballs and and I was sitting there and we would have our little evil-looking selves. And the moral of the story is that my dear granny came to me, or I went to Granny, and I told her, I don't know how we got here, but the moral is, she said, if you go and touch her or say something to her, I'm going to beat you on the spot. But she was throwing stuff at me. She was saying everything she wanted to say to me, and my grandmama told me that I couldn't go say nothing to her, or she was going to beat me on the spot. All right. That's no problem. I went and found my shepherd from the church. And grandmama say, you come to say whatever you're going to say to me, and don't say it to her. So Mama Bell, I would go talk to grandmama, and i lift my head in the air. And I made sure that the, the, the yappers in the back could read my lips. And they went and told her everything I wanted to say and then grandmama couldn't beat me because I didn't tell her. They did it. Knowing how to utilize your sources. God could have come down. He could have expressed the message himself. But it wouldn't be as fun. That was exciting because, again, that's called hog tying the system. My dear granny, she could have beat me on principle if she had known what I was doing, but she didn't know. And then again, how are you going to beat me on principle because somebody's over there reading my lips and got it? That's the fun of it. I got what I wanted out, and I didn't have to take the whooping for it because some yapper just decided to tell it. The fun of this story was God's message being put out, and he didn't even really have to tell it. All he had to do was get some angels excited, and the angels were so happy that they had to go tell it. So they went and found some shepherds just minding their business. 
The other thing about that that fascinates me in, in a good direction is how good things happen when you just minding your business. You ever been in a situation and a problem, or not necessarily a problem, but in a moment in your life, and you were just, as I said, minding your business. And out pops a good opportunity. Out pops a good moment. The world that you know changes in an instant. And all you was doing was minding your business. The shepherds, the least of the community, not the potentates, the high-saluted, the sedate of sedated. None of these folks, none of these folks were members of First Baptist Beach Street, weren't even members of First Baptist Norfolk, if they were They were the gardeners. They were not members of First Presbyterian. They didn't go to Grace Episcopal. They didn't go to Antioch. No, they went to some storefront church that was converted from a family. They was in a Heinz ice cream building that had just went out of Business and left the building, boarded up. They was in one of them strip malls in the hood. That's where they went. And they weren't even a sophisticated person in that church. They was just a member, if they were even that. And God went out. And he said, I want to tell these people. The folks that you don't least expect, I want them to be a part. What would happen if all felt loose? I had a conversation with a young activist in town. And uh, this young activist is at a moment of severe depression. We were talking, and the young activist is contemplating packing her bags, moving moving elsewhere. And I asked this actor, because I said, where are you going? Where are you going to go and find the place? People crazy everywhere. Where are you going? I can get into the fact that financially it didn't make sense, the decision that they were making. Economically, it's in the same bracket, socially is in the same bracket. Young folks, I talk to them all the time, and they're transitioning, going other places. They have all of these things, especially us 
young people who are inheritors. Grandmama died and left us houses and cars and land and all of our things is paid for, and we decide that we're going to sell it all off because we just don't feel comfortable here anymore. Sell your houses at 20% less to only to go somewhere else to get in the pocket at 40% higher than the house that you just told. Doesn't make sense to me, but the moral of the story is this young activist, like many, has decided that they don't want to be in town because they don't feel like they belong here anymore. How many folks wake up to a city that they don't feel like they belong in anymore? How many people go to a church that they don't feel like they belong in. I'm not talking about you have a problem with the direction, that you didn't get to sing in the choir, that you didn't get to to do anything of, of that importance. There's a church in the city, and I have to be very careful in how I say this, but as a person of color, I hate that word, but we'll use it here. As a person of color, I find myself in my church or in my community of churches always having to deal with the struggle. Every Sunday, back and forth, somebody's telling me how broke I am. Somebody's telling me that I'm a second-rate citizen. Somebody's reminding me that I was three-fourths of a person. Somebody's reminding me that I ain't never had nothing. Somebody's reminding me that the white man don't want me to be nobody. Or every Sunday I'm hearing that on one side of town. And then I go to the other side of town, and they're trying to throw food stamps in my face, wick in my face. And all they offer me is a Sunday meal because... We got to make sure all the poor is hung, is full. We got to give you a good hot shower and make sure that you're clean under the gills. For a person who's tired of being a victim on one side, another, and he's treated as one. One is telling you you one, and the other one is treating you like you one. You don't feel like you belong. This message for all people, good news. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to... Preach the good news to the poor, to proclaim liberty to the captives. That was the journey of the birth. It was the birth of a liberator, the birth of a restorator, the birth 
of a redeemer. It was the opportunity to start anew. In just under seven days, we will gather some of us. I say that because some folks don't do resolutions and all that things. I'm not saying anybody's leaving. Y'all ain't going to leave. I dare you. I rebuke you to die. And if you feel funny, if you got a sniffing nose, say, I rebuke me to get sick. But we're gathering seven days. We're going to do the whole resolution thing. Brand new year, brand new me. You know all that stuff we do every year. But the thing that I've come to the conclusion about, and even if you look at the Jewish calendar, in some cases uh, we'll get to that. I, I don't know why I went there about how the Jewish calendar starts in a different time period from the American calendar. It's a whole thing about Chinese New Year and all that good stuff. Everybody's got their own different ideas. But Christmas, when you ask why every year you have to come and talk about this one thing, every year we come to celebrate, every year we come to do this, and there's been argument after argument, where well, y'all go have y'all birthdays every year, y'all anniversaries every year, why can't we celebrate Christmas, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But what if, to end all arguments, what if Christmas was looked at as another opportunity? What if it was the start of the church calendar, the Christian's New Year, that every Christmas we come and we start all over again our journey? We start here at Christmas, and we're reborn. Our ministries are reborn. Our discipling is reborn. And we travel all the way to Easter. We do all of this, get to the resurrection, and we get to that moment of celebration that everything that we have worked for, everything that we believe in comes to this point. What if Christmas is the Sunday that we focus on everybody being reborn, everybody coming and finding faith? It's what if Christmas was the greatest day of revival to ever hit the Christian faith? Not because we want to build religious people, but because we want to build strong people who know who they are, people who understand why they were born. I invite you to take into consideration how many babies outside of Jesus and John who came out the womb knowing who they were and why. Jeremiah didn't do it. That's why God had to fight with him. 
Timothy had a problem with it. That's why Paul had to go and remind him. I'm saying you're young, but don't let that bother you. Samuel didn't get it. He didn't even hear it. That's why God had to call him three, four times. We all have been born in this struggle of identity. But what is Christmas? This reminder of good news for all people. That regardless of whether you're black or white, regardless of whether you're Jew or Gentile, regardless of whether you live alternative lifestyles, you were still born under the direction and the guidance and the architectural design of one creator. And that creator had a mission statement for you. That creator had a purpose for you. That creator had a goal for you. And his son was the advocate. His son was the blueprint. His son was the roadmap. Apart from the death of a physical nature, we are all born to die. And Jesus proclaimed in this mindset that you're born, you fulfill your purpose, and then you die. But the good thing about the resurrection, we have to finish this on Easter, is that he raised in this life, but you raised in a new life. That death gives you access to another opportunity. Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. We'll talk about that later. What if? Everybody knew that they had access not to a baby in a manger. I was listening to a, I listened to a podcast and this guy named Matt Whitman. He does a ten hour podcast, ten hour Bible podcast. He does it in ten minutes, ten minute hour Bible hour, something like that. I can't remember. Please forgive me. Ten minute Bible hour. That's it. Thank you for letting me run this. And on the podcast, he spends about 10 to 15 minutes, I think it's a little bit less than somewhere a little bit between 10 and 15. He talks about a various passage. He might take this and, and he'll just dive in it for 10 or 15 minutes like we're doing. I'm a little long-winded. But on his YouTube, he visits various church institutions. And I say that because some churches are literally institutions. And he goes in and he tours the facilities, especially 
these big Episcopal facilities and Lutheran facilities and Anglian facilities that, that put a lot of stock and emphasis in their structures. One particular place that he went to was more of the Catholic persuasion, and, and it, it hit me. It puzzled me because Mr. Whitman asked the priest, he said, why do you believe in the cross still being occupied? And the Catholic priest turned to him and he said, for the same reason that you believe that the manger should still be occupied. Nobody puts out an empty manger. And we don't put up an empty cross. We know he's not still up there. We know that he got up, but it's the symbol. It's the constant reminder that every time we look at the cross, we don't just look at it in its triumphant stage. We look at the whole process. That the triumph didn't come without the trial. And the whole healing of the sick and the raising of the dead and the causing of the blind to see, none of that came without a little baby coming and inconveniencing a little virgin girl named Mary. So today is a symbolic reminder of the awesome, soft opportunities we have. That all things are possible to those who believe. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Heaven and nature, all things, heaven and nature, all things, let heaven and all of nature sing joy to the world. Take heed to yourself and always remember that I am with you. God said, I am with you. I will not leave you, nor will I forsake you. I will not fail, but fear not, neither be dismayed. Because God is with us, God trusts us. For the Lord thy God is a merciful God. He will not forsake thee, neither destroy thee. Remember, God loves you. He came into the world to let us know that he loves us and he will take he he will take care of us 
most holy and all wise fathers we come this morning help us to always remember why you came you came oh god to work out every situation to let us know that you are with us to let us know that you cares about us to let us know dear god that we can put our trust in you as we come this morning help us to look to you from which cometh our health and strength Help us to look to you, dear God, knowing that you are with us. Whatever situation we face today, whatever problems we have today, that we can depend on you. And we thank you, dear God. We thank you because you love us so much. You said wheresoever we go, you are with us, and we can trust you. We thank you this morning. We praise you this morning. And God, help us to magnify your name. As we go place to place, help us to always keep your name in front and let men and women and boys and girls know that you are a sweet Savior, that you love them. And Christmas is all about remembering what you have done for us. Christmas is always remember that you have come into this world to save a sinful world. Help us to remember that, Lord. And help us to rejoice and praise and give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praises. Help us, dear God. Oh, God, as we come this morning, we come not for no form or fashion, no outside show. But we come because we want to give you glory. We come because we want to praise your holy name. We come to say thank you. God, with nothing we can say or do but to say thank you. Because you say in all things, give you thanks. And we just thank you this morning. Be with every listening ear this morning. Help us to remember what Christmas is all about. Help us to rejoice in Christmas, God. Help us to have a happy day today. Not only today, but day after day after day. Help us to always keep you first. Help us always look to you on whence cometh our health. We just thank you this morning. Bless this listening audience. And as we come today, God, help us to be, as the shepherds went by forth, go tell it on the mountain. Help us to go tell it wherever we go. We thank you. We love you, dear God. And we give your name all the honor, all the praises, and all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. 